Hey fans, thank you for tuning in to this replay of Twitter Spaces USA Rugby Happy Hour Live. This is the second half of the show. If you haven't done so already, be sure to check out the first half with our amazing guest. You can do that and listen to previous shows here on the USA Rugby Happy Hour Live podcast on your favorite podcast player. Also, special thanks to our sponsor, Myoderm. They help make this show possible. Myoderm is the leader in CBD products. Receive 20% off your order with the discount code EAGLES at myoderm.com. That's M-Y-A-D-E-R-M.com. Now, on to our next guest. I think we're going to have to do a lot more serious questions with these two people. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's something that if, if you all have been involved in... Um, you know, rugby, sports, if you're just sports fans, you, you a lot of you probably did some kind of fantasy sports. If it's you've done some, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've been in multiple fantasy football leagues going back to high yeah. school. So, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, toss that all aside because we, we got two guests on here today who, uh, well, you know, it's, it's odd though. One of them, um, his name is now coming, you know, it's like pairing with a poop emoji. So, that's that was my introduction <laughs> to this whole thing. So, <laughs> so stay with us, all right? You'll, you'll find out why. Uh, we have the genius minds behind Fantasy Major League Rugby. It's the Yee Brothers, Matt and Ryan. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, super, super glad to be on, man. Hard um, to follow up some of the insightful stuff that uh, Coach Lance is bringing on there. But, uh, yeah, glad to be on. And super pumped to talk to Fantasy. Hey, Ryan, can you mute for a second? Yeah. It's not you. It's Matt. Hey, Matt, how about you? Can you mute for a second? <laughs> There it is. Hey, hey, Matt, I apologize, oh. but there's a problem with your connection. So maybe you can jump off. Of course, Matt, he's messing things up. That's why he's got. The That's right. You know what? I think. It, oh, there it is. I think, the, I think it's the AirPods. Is it better now? Yes, it is. Yes. Is it a lot yeah, better now? Oh okay. my gosh, I'm. I am. Yeah, I'm not going to play. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, guys, listen. Um, uh, you know, you guys are. You, you're more than the average MLR fans. I mean, and this is what I don't understand. How do one of you finish in last? <laughs> i mean that that's the the crazy storyline right you can't write it any better than it uh than that uh we're going through the whole grind of uh talking about how tough uh the fantasy mlr season really is and uh lo and behold uh we're supposed to be the experts and our very own matt Yee is uh at the bottom of the heat but i'll, I'll let him speak <laughs> there and, uh, i mean convince the viewers I mean... why he won't be doing that this season Bill, the introduction with the associating my name with the poop emoji, I mean, I think that speaks for itself right there. Um, pretty much everything that ev anyone new to a fantasy rugby or, or new to hearing about our league needs to know about my performance last year. Yeah, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be sure to repeat it. Actually, everyone, this is going to be a podcast, so be sure to listen to that again later. Uh, <laughs> and before we get in, so, so guys, we're going to talk, and everyone listening, we're going to talk about what this league is about and these guys' futures goals for this league. Um, and then also we're going to get right into, like, our top three or five players each position. Not each of us. We're going to lean on, uh, you know, these two guys about their lists, and then we can kind of talk about it a little bit. And if you want to come up and – Now now I'm starting to think that this was just a ruse <laughs> to get us on, to do your prep for you. This is just part of some of your research. Uh, all right. So, so with that said, uh, everyone, uh, earmuffs, everybody else, earmuffs. Everyone. Um, who should Fitzy take for the first pick and who should I take for the second pick? No. no all right. <laughs> all right. All right. Everyone, you... Let them answer the question. Let them answer the question. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, Fitzy, so I can figure out what I'm supposed to do with my time. <laughs> all right. All right, go ahead, Fitz. You can finish. You can answer that. <laughs> well, actually, so 
so so Ryan and Matt will love this. So for for folks who don't know, so Matt and Ryan run a, a fantasy MLR league, and Ryan's the commissioner. And he hand scored all of it last year. He he sent out an information said, "Hey, does anyone want to join it?" I was like, "Yep, let's do it." There's 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 eight other people now, ten people in this group, and we'll, we'll go into some of the big names that are into it. But one of the funniest moments of last season was one of the current owners, Stephen, love this guy. He had Connor Mooneyham on his bench, and he was trying to figure out. You know why Mooneyham wasn't playing, so he sent him a direct <laughs> message on Instagram. He was like, "Hey, Connor, I need to put you in my lineup." Like, you know, <laughs> at the time we had no idea if you know Austin was going to play him or not. So he just sent him when he was playing with Austin. He sent him a text, a DM, and said, "Hey, are you going to be playing?" And Connor got back to him and said, "Yeah, I'm playing." So of course, Stephen put him in his lineup. So I bring that up because and I'll relate it back to the. So I have the first overall pick in this draft, right? And of course. One of the top players that I'm thinking about is is Billy Meeks, right? Who, who who's now with the Chicago. Really? Billy Meeks? I don't think you should take him, man. I don't, I don't know. Listen, that's back in the MLR. I don't think that's a smart choice, dude. But listen, listen. For anyone who follows him on social media, you'll know that he's not in Chicago. He's been in LA for the last few weeks, training on his own. Perhaps maybe Ooh. he's waiting around for 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 LA Sevens because maybe he's going to play with the Australian Seven squad again. I don't know. <laughs> But he's not currently playing with Chicago right now. So that has me a little bit nervous because obviously Chicago is playing. They've had a couple of preseason matches, right, just today in Panama City, Florida, Panama City Beach or whatever. So I sent him a direct message <laughs> on Instagram. Oh and I said, I said, Billy, mate, you got to help me out here. Fantasy MLR is a thing. It's growing. You were the number one scoring fantasy player in MLR last season. I've got the first overall pick. Can I trust that you're going to play for Chicago <laughs> this season? And can I pick you number one overall and ride it to a championship? Now, I sent that direct message to him on Instagram six hours ago. I haven't heard anything back. <laughs> he's, he's training in L.A. right now. It's a different time zone. <laughs> so I'm legitimately um, nervous. I don't know if I'd take Billy one overall. He was, see, it was the, the clear number one score last season. So isn't, isn't that the beautiful thing, though, about fantasy MLR? Just the, <laughs> the emotional stress that fantasy sports unnecessarily brings into our lives it's 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 completely healthy right completely healthy (laughs) (laughs) all right okay guys all right let's let's no more laughing we're not here to laugh we are i'm gonna steal uh, a question that i threw at fish and ask i'm gonna do it now because i think he spoke too much already uh (laughs) so guys one of you whoever wants to jump in go for it let's tell us tell us tell the listeners right now about this league and you know what made you start this league yeah, a lot of free time, I think, <laughs> at the beginning. I mean, this this was uh, kind of uh, – it was my brainchild, I guess, that you could say. You know, everyone picks up those uh, those different hobbies during the uh, – when we were going through the pandemic, when all of us had a lot of, I guess, uh, more free time than we would usually have um, on our on a regular day basis and, I guess, quote-unquote, the normal world. Um, but while I was twiddling my thumbs and trying to figure out, okay, what, what can I do in my spare time, um, as crazy as I am, I thought – you know what, you know, this, this new major league rugby league that's starting and, and, and really starting to grow. Um, and, and I do, I do love rugby. I have a passion for it. I've been playing for a really, really long time, but also have a, a huge passion for fantasy sports. I mean, I could list basically every single sport out there and I'd probably have some sort of fantasy team somewhere, <laughs> um, in, in that space. And I think it was just really, um, a, a clash of just two things that I really do love. And I thought, why not go for it? Um, people have talked about it, but people just didn't, 
I guess, want to take that step or thought that step couldn't be taken um, with just, you know, the early stages of the MLR and, and you know, the the you know lack of you know information that's out there to really uh, facilitate a fantasy league. Um, or fantasy, you know, platform for this, uh, this amazing, uh, amazing league. Um, but hey, we got through the first season last year, and it all started with that. And it's, it's been a fun ride ever since. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been really cool. It's been a really, really cool journey seeing how much it's grown in just really a, a year's time. Now, hey, hey, Fitzy, I think you just got some late breaking news from an inside source. Uh, yes, yeah, go did. for it. I got some some intel from one of our our, our most loyal <laughs> listeners, who probably has the best Twitter handle, Beer Beer Beer. <laughs> he just shared with me that word on the street is that there's some visa work issues, and that he won't be here until mid March. Now that's if everything goes well, and there aren't any other you know hiccups that happen in the visa process. If that is indeed the case. Mid-March is the best case scenario. What happens if it doesn't happen mid-March? What if it's April or May and then what? So I don't know if Billy is clear-cut number one at this at this point right now. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, that's that's all we have to add, huh? That's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Come on, Kamish, help me out here. You know what? Okay. Um, honestly, we need to get right into player um, um, analysis in a second. But one last question for you guys before we do that. Um, let's, one more thing about the actual league itself, Okay. Um, is and what? I might have missed this because I was looking looking at six other things. I was playing, um, you know, the bird game. Anyway, um, so what's <laughs> the goal for you guys in this league? Is there a goal down the road? Do you want to have this opened up to the masses at some point? Maybe a website based like Yahoo Fantasy Sports, that kind of thing. I, I will say um, that we have been diligently working hard to try to get this accessible to uh, to people um, and to the to the vast majority of MLR fans. Um, I think the ultimate goal for us on, on a serious note is that, um, and you mentioned it, Bill, uh, just the intertwining of fantasy sports and you know the sport that's being played. You can see how much of an impact it has uh, with the NFL, with the NBA, things like that, right? And I think it just provides an avenue for not only existing fans to kind of buy in and digest the sport in a different way, but also for new fans. And I think that's very important for the MLR right now because it is a growing league. Um, you guys talked about with Coach Lawrence as well how you need to get people bought into the sport of rugby. Obviously, no bias, but I think rugby is the best sport in the entire world. Um, and the way that you're going to do that is by getting people to watch games, getting invested in it, getting passionate about that. And one way to do that is give them a fantasy team that they're passionate about and to deal with that emotional stress that Fitzy is currently going through um, with all that. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's our ultimate goal at the end of the day is to really just, you know, supplement the MLR in terms of helping it grow and giving people an extra avenue uh, avenue to do that. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I think it's going to be something that goes hand in hand um, in terms of, of the sport. And, yeah, the ultimate goal, we, we mentioned it on our show um, all the time, every single episode, is that, our goal is to make fantasy MLR a reality for the people. And uh, I can tell you right now that we are working very hard to make that happen. We've made huge steps since our, our first season um, in terms of the resources, in terms of the outlets that we're reaching out to, in terms of um, how our league managers are actually going to operate this season. Um, we did announce on our, on our, on our episode uh, last, uh, last, uh, last episode this week 
um, that we will now be shifting instead of using those Google Sheets that uh, that Fitzy got accustomed <laughs> to build. You'll be lucky enough to uh, have passed those growing stages, and you won't have to deal oh, with that sending me direct messages to set your nice. lineups. Um, we announced that we will have a website for our league managers to operate that, which I think is a huge step up. I got to give a shout out to uh, one of the guys that's here listening right now, Alistair Kirschpool. Um, he runs uh, the podcast there with uh, Rugby Morning with Glorious Rugby, uh, Old Glory DC based podcast. Nice. Um, He's been a huge part of helping us get that kind of on board. Still a growing thing, still a developing thing, but we can confidently say that heading into the season, it'll be something that you guys, I think, as league members now, will definitely appreciate as opposed to last Well, year. just so everyone knows, go ahead and take a screen grab. Um, when that finally goes public, you'll get the first invites. I'm just saying. This, this is your reward for sticking around. <laughs> All right, Fitz. <laughs> I, I, can, I can attest to that. I, as commissioner and as a guy that has started this thing, if uh, the people that uh, that are definitely sticking around in the community and, and interact with us, whether that's here and in conversations like this or um, on our Discord community and things like that, just keeping the MLR conversation going, those are the people that we want to, to be playing fantasy MLR and, and joining these leagues because those are the fun people that uh, we enjoy talking with and uh, and interacting with for sure all right Fitzy, take it over ryan yeah yeah ryan and matt before before we jump into and talk about the top three you know or five players at each position i mean talk a little bit about like so when you started it last year and then the the number of new kind of names that have joined the league this year what else you guys have been able to do you've been on you know mlr all access talk a little bit about how this has grown from just you know two guys who've got a dream to make this a reality to now it's starting to get some attention and some more people are starting to jump into it. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. The fact that, you know, Ryan had this idea and just came out to me and was like, Hey, you kind of know rugby a little bit. You played a little bit of rugby, you know, why don't you come on and, 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 and talk a little bit about it. And, you know, at that time I was like, Oh, it'll just be uh you know, it'll just be a side thing. It won't be too big. It won't, you know, it, it probably, We'll kind of do a few episodes here and there, and then you know, all of a sudden, we're we're now past fifty episodes of shows, and you know, like you said, Fitzy, getting a chance to go on uh, MLR All Access, you know, seeing the growth of even you know current MLR players uh, following you know following our our fantasy rankings, following our our social media accounts, and and commenting and interacting with us. Um, it's just been an absolute whirlwind uh, and we never expected expected to ever kind of get here or even, you know, be on something like this on, on Eagles overseas in this Twitter space and have this type of uh, have to have this type of reach. So um, yeah, it's definitely been, it's been, it's been a crazy past year now, just over a year. And, and I'll, I'll add to that too, as well. I'll just say that um, it's almost, it was almost like a perfect storm, right? I think um, it helps obviously that, you know, we, I did have that time when first beginning this, you know, obviously um, uh, having that extra time to work on something like this and put in the amount of hours that I was able to put in kind of worked. But I think also um, not having the experience of rugby that he has and having yeah. the connections he has too, as well. I mean, being able to bring guys on the show, like Andrew Coe, um, you know, Mike Smith, you you know, and even new draftees this year, you know, you're bringing on Owen Rudden and you're bringing on Cali Martinez, like really prominent guys in the MLR space. I think that just got people over the hump in terms of, hey, what what is this fantasy thing? Oh, they're all, they also are talking with guys that are, you know, legitimate and giving us that kind of extra level of, 
of, you know, that a legitimate type thing. We're not just here to play around. We're passionate about making fantasy MLR thing and want to give people kind of uh, that extra level of interaction with people in the league. And and it's it's been a blast, too. And I also got to give a shout out to uh, to Devin Vandy Vanderpool as well. He's still in our league, has had to take a little bit of a step back from the show because he got uh, a big time promotion in his day to day job that pays the bills and and uh, keeps his uh, family going. But he's been a big part of this as well since the beginning. Yeah, and Vandy, who is completely new to rugby, had no idea what MLR was, did finish ahead of Maddie's. So <laughs> just so everyone goodness. knows. And, wow. and I will say, he, he's also the epitome of kind of what we're after, right? Like what I was talking with just before about how um, fantasy people who may not be as, you know, embedded in the rugby community, there are a lot of people that are embedded in the fantasy community and will just play fantasy sports just to play fantasy sports. And he was kind of one of those guys. And now he's a guy that's watching MLR games every single weekend. And if we can just do that, you know, a couple more times exponentially, man, uh, Major League Rugby is is going to explode in, in a matter of time. And, and fantasy can have a big part of that if they let it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Let's let's jump into it. Let's talk a little bit of the fantasy talk. Let's here. do it. Let's do it here. So top three or five players in position in, in your guys' mind, and I'll feel free to jump into and we'll educate Bill a little bit since he's I, gonna be a you know new I know the, the players or a few of them that are on the free jacks. <laughs> I don't mean that in, in, the, in the sense of how the scoring is in the sense of the, how the scoring comes together okay. for, for for fantasy here. What position um, is probably the most coveted or, or scores the most points as it relates to fantasy rugby MLR. So, so I mean, yeah, yeah, Ryan, yeah. So I mean, we've been we've been looking at this for the past couple weeks, and I've been I've been looking at a lot of numbers, a lot of spreadsheets. So so Fitzy and Bill, you guys should be kind of scared right now, even though I've got that you know last notes. tied to my name. <laughs> um, but but right now, you know, it's it's that center, <laughs> center and back row position that we're looking at center. Um, that seems to be scoring quite a lot of points. Um, and then, you know, the, the other position that kind of needs to be mentioned is, is that back three has that, has that volatility, has that opportunity to explode just because of the chances that they have to, to, to get into the try, uh, try zone and, and, and get the ball down. So um, those are the three positions really. And, and it's going to be slim pickings for the other positions in terms of, you know, impact guys and guys who are scoring a lot. And, uh, I think we're going to see that we're going to see that this year for sure. Um, we've already seen that when when we're looking at last year's stats. Are, are there? Are, well, let's talk about teams specifically now. So, looking at these teams ahead of us, say like you know the champs, New York, you know New England, whoever else, who we're we looking at as far as teams that have the potential to score like the most bonus points. Hmm. That's an interesting one. I mean. <laughs> you got to you got to bank on the former champions, right? I mean, they 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 we're looking stellar towards the end of the season and we spoke with Andrew Cohen. It sounds like they're going to be playing that same type of fast, exciting game style. So it's hard to bet against those guys too. But then you also have the kind of unknown with what the Chicago Hounds team can do. And that, that stellar, stellar back line that you see on paper. Now it might take a little bit of a hit if we now know that uh, Bill Meeks may not be making an appearance until mid March, but nonetheless, I mean, they have two other formidable centers that are, they're going to be able to hop right in there. So even which is crazy to think that even with the, lack of having a bill meeks to start the season i think they're still one of the best back lines in the entire league and um when you look at something like that uh it's going to be very tasty i should say for fantasy managers in 2023 as well so if i had to put my money on it probably rugby new york but you know that's just because i've seen them and uh if you're if you're Mm -hmm. feeling like you got the uh the the cojones to kind of go that direction i wouldn't be surprised if chicago hounds is right up there with them too 
Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about some positions, right? So we talked, like, you know, if you look at the scoring from last year, mm-hmm. the top 10, there was really only one forward in, in a back row, Reichert Hattingen, right, who um, yep. was, I think, number six. And then most of them were centers. There were a few back three players, right, Ed Fidal, who scored 12 tries. Can he – can he keep that pace up? We'll see uh, this year. But then when you look at some of the back three wings, fullbacks, you know, is it on paper, it kind of looks like more wings. And really the, the mm-hmm. fullback that really starts to pop up into the picture might be Duncan Matthews of Seattle. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, I think the big thing that is different from last season, and, and we announced this on our show, which we're super excited to have, is that we've now added a whole bunch of stats that we weren't tracking last year. So a big part of last season, um, I think it was really relying on try scores, right? You're looking at guys that had that kind of probability chance to, you know, pop in a couple of tries. You look at the top, uh, one of the top amongst the players, Ed Fido, you mentioned, um, it seemed like he was scoring tries uh, on, on the regular basis. I mean, 12, I believe, on the entire season which is absolutely nuts almost averaging one try per game and if you're getting that um you're you're looking pretty happy as a fantasy manager but with the addition of uh meters gained in this season and also especially tackles i think is an under underrated stat that we're adding this year as well um where we're now able to reward those kind of defensive workhorses on top of the scoring ability i think you're going to see guys that um you didn't even see close to the top 50 even um breaking you know, top 20, even top 10 um, because of those stats. So I think that's why you see the shift, like Matt mentioned, to the back row position and to the center position, having a little bit more of a, of a significant impact heading into this year. Um, and I think that's where we're going to see a massive shift. And, I, and I've mentioned it on the show, too, as well, because we're shifting more away from, you know, being so reliant on try scoring and kind of that random kind of vibe about it. I think uh, there's going to be a whole lot more um, strategy that kind of rewards our league members this season rather than luck. Um, I'm sure Matthew would argue that he had a whole bunch of bad luck that worked mm-hmm. against him last year. Um, but I think we're going to see kind of more fantasy strategy really being uh, rewarded here in 2023. So, yeah, that shift of stats is going to be massive for this uh, this upcoming season. All right. Uh, one one uh, comment about centers right now, or, or really fullbacks, um, not centers. I, I think, and I'm looking at your notes right now, I think you're undervaluing a player like Mitch Wilson. And I, I only say that mm-hmm. for, well, I say that for two reasons. One, I'm a big fan of Mitch Wilson, a uh, friend of our show also. <laughs> and also, uh, you'll hear this a lot of times. Once someone gets at that international level, um, the club game slows down for them. So I have a feeling this could be a really a, a breakout season for a guy like Mitch Wilson coming back to MLR uh, with that experience from last year. Uh, no matter how the team did, you know, as far as winning or, or not making the World Cup, I think you, you got to look out for a guy like Mitch Wilson. All right. Now, yeah. uh, well, I guess that's a good segue into kind of like a top five, because I will say that uh, that Matt um, has Mitch Wilson in oh, yeah. his top five yeah. um, back three heading into the season. I unfortunately do not. I had to find a way to squeeze our, our friend of the show, Andrew Cohen, there. Obviously, no bias at all. Um, but what he was able to do towards the end of the playoffs last season was incredible. But Matt is a guy that has been high on Mitch Wilson heading into this year, I will say. Well, well, yeah, and I mean, when you look at the last season, for me, it was like the number of tackles that he's making at that fullback position. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, he was the highest among the among the back three positions. So um, that definitely contributed to the points that he's going to score. And like you said, you know, the the offensive game is just going to slow down even more, and he's going to be able to create some more chances and opportunities to break the line. So I guess you know um, uh, the idea here was we wanted to do like top three or top five, which you know what Fitz and I were talking about. We're just going to free free flow here, so we don't necessarily have to do that. But because you know we don't have a, a ton of time in the world, and you guys have to get to a bar or something like that in a, in a few minutes. Um, <laughs> No, I'll be back at the crunching the fantasy numbers. Believe me, what what? Ball? I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make sure that this league is up and running by tomorrow for you guys. All right, then let's jump. Actually, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Bill, I got, a, I got, a, I got a good, yeah, I got a question. So, as we talk about a little, little bit about some of the churn, right? Some of the players who who aren't coming back, right? A guy like, like Joe Peterson, who mm-hmm. you know, top seven. Roberts Tanana for DC, top nine. A guy like Waka, uh, who who isn't coming back. But there's also been a lot of some kind of big names mm-hmm. who, who have joined the league. Give us like a top five of some of the, the newer players Home. into the yeah, league nice. who are, uh, are going to make an impact, yes. a fantasy impact. So um, I'll, I'll shift this question to Matthew, but yeah. I'll just open it off by saying <laughs> that uh, I think that most in- one of the biggest storylines heading into tomorrow's fantasy MLR draft for you guys, as commissioner at least, is when are you guys going to – bite that bullet and go with a brand new guy that has not shown anything in the MLR. Hmm. Yes, there is the name value and all that. Um, but are you who when is that turning point going to happen? You know, when when are you going to be confident enough to say, hey, I'm going to pick a guy like Rodney Ione. I'm going to pick a guy like uh, like Liam Howell Ames. I'm going to pick a guy like Tara Randy Walden. I don't know. I think that's going to be something that's going to be pretty interesting to see um, as we as we get through the picks. But Matt, uh, you're you're well versed with some of the new guys coming from uh, overseas, especially the New Zealand area. So I'll I'll hand that off to you. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been looking into quite a lot of these guys, and I've been been including them in my top five. So I'll, I'll list off five um, that I think are probably going to end up at the top, um, either at their position or you know overall. I think. You know, Tay Walden, Ryan mentioned him. I think Tay Walden's going to have a lot of chances for Rugby New York. I think they moved Fuatai out to the wing um, when they when they put Tay Walden in the centers. And, and he was he was an absolute killer for the Highlanders. And, and I loved watching him. And I can only imagine how he's going to be in the MLR. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Drew Wilde on the Sabercats up there. Um, it's pretty hard to leave out Tito Diaz-Banilla. Um you know he's he's a guy that that's just electric off the boot and and that's going to be something that's going to be real it's going to matter in our league i think um and then i can't leave off luke campbell out in nola you know i'm a hurricanes fan so i, I really <laughs> loved watching him with the hurricanes and uh yeah I, I i can't leave him off there and then i also have liam halamim's up there in one of my top fives for the second row and you know he he blessed me with a with a, with a try on the weekend in his in his preseason game, so it just kind of solidified that pick for me. Hey, you know, let's let's talk real quick, and and Fitz, I want you to answer this as well. Um, I'm gonna is three players that um, excite me, and not necessarily for the fantasy league, but players like I'm looking forward to watching this MLR season. I already mes- mentioned uh, Mitch Wilson. Uh, another one is uh, um, Fernando Schultz. I think he again he played really well in my opinion in that repiage series and believe it or not i'm looking to see danny barrett this next season um because he one of his main goals was to make that usa team that repiage team the world cup team whatever else and now that's behind him i got a sense that he's gonna be playing now for more for the love of the game 
You know what I mean? I think we're going to see more out of him, less stress on him, that kind of deal. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play. I want to see him play like he did against New Zealand in sevens where we just freaking rolled over people. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Fitzy? Yeah, what I think is interesting about that is um, <clears throat> if anyone watched that Houston preseason game, they looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. The Cats did last night. And again, the second half things turned a little bit, but uh, that those first like, 30 minutes or so, whatever they, they were playing, Houston looks formidable. And they've got, they play that strong, big pack South African style. So um, be interesting to see, particularly with the new stats this year with tackles, you know, how that's going to mm-hmm. increase Barrett's um, value and uh, with some meters carried. If he is getting the ball and he's rampaging through some people. I have a feeling that uh, he's going to probably bounce up uh, in the rankings in that kind of that second row, back row, depending on where they uh, put him. So, yeah, I think it's exciting to, to see that. Another name, Bill, that I thought you were going to mention as an eagle, but uh, who maybe is flying under the radar a little bit because he hasn't quite played yet for, for Utah in the preseason. But um, eagle, scrum half, Michael. Oh, Patrick, yeah, he's back, back, yeah. From, uh, from overseas. Yep. That could be an interesting one. The scrum half position, not the most high-scoring. There's probably two, maybe three that, you know, jump right out, you know, in terms of maybe getting drafted pretty high, Danny Chistotle being one of them. Um, so he's another name that I'm kind of keeping my eye on. Yeah, I wonder what happened to Michael Basker over there in uh, Ruin. I don't know how to say the name. Because um, he, he kind of fell out of favor with them for a bit. He disappeared, and then you know, now we know what's going on. He may have been home sooner. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I'm looking forward to see what he does. All right. Yeah, okay. and I, I, I guess I can, I'll throw in a couple names there because I, I got to give a shout because as going through as an exercise through these top fives, it's been it's been pretty funny to kind of see what kind of names pop in. And obviously, uh, Bill, you say that you uh, these are just guys that you're excited just as from a rugby sense. Believe me, you, this ad is going to change very quickly now that you're in this because <laughs> you're going to only be watching this league through a fantasy lens. So for me, at least from a fantasy standpoint, I'll, I'll just throw three names out there and you guys can kind of tell me what you guys think. But I think Hankel Gramicius hmm. is a guy that's going to make a huge impact. Um, I think towards the tail end of last last season um, with the Giltinis when he moved over to that eight role, um, which is now what he's going to have uh, predictably, at least for the Houston Sabercats, it's going to be massive. Um, I think a guy like Lourdes Vanderskiff, seven tries, seven games last season. Um, absolutely incredible. I think he's going to be a big-time player for the fantasy world. Um, I know Steven in our league is going to be pretty happy about that, him being a Houston Sabercats fan here in both those things. And then i got to throw in Andrew Coe there as well. I know he's a friend of the show, but I guess not being in the spotlight anymore uh, with Wysocki Nahalo and uh, Nehem Miller scudder not in the mix anymore, I think it's really going to highlight what, uh, what he can do out there in, in the back three. So, all right, guys, let's, we're going to wrap things up here in a minute here, but we got a couple of other questions that um, are yep. not really, again, not, it, it kind of will um, have some impact on the, the fantasy score. So let's talk about stadiums. You know, I know us four, we haven't exactly been at all the stadiums, but you hear stories about how hard it is to play in certain places. Are there stadiums that the road team will have a tough time playing in? That's going to be an interesting one because I, I there's a huge debate, I feel like, going out right now in the MLR space is uh, would you rather have, you know, really, really cool venues and really beautiful venues um, that, that teams are playing? I mean, they mentioned, you know, the, San, the field that San Diego is playing at right now um, and that they're mm-hmm. going to be doing. You can, you know, throw back to um, the L.A. Giltinis playing at L.A. Coliseum, right? Just really, really fascinating venues and pitches um, versus – those smaller pitches, but you're packing out the crowd. I, there's something that I, and I hate to bring these two teams up again, um, now that they're not the lead, but you know, you go back to, to Austin and just like, it's a smaller stand, but they are packing the crowd. And yeah. I think in my opinion, 
any stadium, I would much rather have a smaller stadium and have it absolutely bumping. I think uh, Segra Field, Old Glory DC, I think they're going to be absolutely popping this season. Um, you know, being able to kind of really pack the stands and have a really good atmosphere. Um, I think places like even even New York, moving to that new field, I think New York faithful are going to mm-hmm. be moving in droves to get out there. Um, if you can if you can fill the seats and and make it make it that environment, you know, one that uh, that teams have a, have a worry getting into. I think that's that's the way to go rather than the bigger stadium for sure. What do you guys think? Anyone else? Any more input? Yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely have to agree. But my maybe not on on sounds, but uh, more so on the way that they look. I I can't. I, I love the way that the the Utah Utah Stadium looks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Aviva Stadium with, with Houston. I think you know, I I really appreciate those stadiums that were built for the teams and built for rugby. Um, it just adds a whole new level of of kind of branding, and, and it really makes it feel like home versus just somewhere where they're playing nice all right 50 yeah that uh, my comment on that is i think new england is probably one if you're a road team traveling yeah. up there it seems like it's oh, yeah. always electric bill yeah. you, you've been in that crowd you're a season ticket holder you know how loud it gets yeah. i think weather certainly plays a factor in that it'll be interesting to see how chicago goes even though they've got a heated field they're on the road and they got five straight home games but still playing rugby outdoors in february early march <laughs> is going to be cold but i've got i've got two real quick questions one maddie my favorite part of all the episodes you guys have done is all the creative nicknames and funny nicknames you've come up for players so my question is are uh, can we anticipate any new nicknames that you've been working on in the past few months Look, they, they all come naturally. Um, there's nothing, you know, they're all improv. Um, I will say Ryan and I were literally talking about it before we got on, but but the new uh, the new Toronto Arrows signing, you know, Tua Talatasi Tasi, that's, that's going to be a good one to go with, uh, I'm telling you right now. So once he starts, you know, I think I expect him to be fantasy relevant. I can imagine he's going to be uh, he's gonna be getting a call out at some point with uh, some unique name that comes out of my mouth. Who's who's the favorite nickname that you had last year? Because I have one in mind, and I'm hopeful it's the one that you're thinking of right now. Oh, uh, I mean, the one that I'm I'm thinking of. I sit on the last show, and Bill actually brought him up. Is is banana banana? <laughs> um, so I mean, yeah, he did he did punch my my captain Canada Lucas Rumble last year, but you know I, I had to give him a light nickname just to just to deal with that. <laughs> I, that was a good one. I thought you were going to go rugby ATL's fullback. Remember, um, uh, Mendia, the lady, oh, Mendia, no Lega Mendia. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Yeah, that was a good one, too. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, last question. Let's talk about uniforms. Let's talk about jerseys. What is your favorite new jersey this season? Oh, that's a uh, mad look. You go first, man. I got to do some thinking. Right. I, uh, I, I've been preaching this, and, and you know, I'm, I, I couldn't believe when I saw MLR stats, Jam Delay's ranking, mm-hmm. how low they had the San Diego Legion jersey. Uh, the way that the San Diego Legion jersey for me incorporates, you know, both the 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 sponsor um, along with the, the Knights helmet on the side. I think it's just like it's something new and unique and, and something that we've been lacking in the MLR. And they finally went out there and just kind of did something on their own and rather than copy the same classic stripes and bars and stars and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, 
and and I'll go with mine, I guess, now that I have some time to think. And this might be a little bit of a cop-out, but maybe this is, uh, since it's your show, Bill, this might appease <laughs> you. I'm a huge, huge fan of callers. Yeah. I love callers on rugby jerseys. Um, it's not different, but I've always loved the New England Free Jacks jerseys. I think it's classic. The collar looks great. Bodine Walker looked fantastic mm-hmm. last season when he was scoring beautiful yeah. tries in it. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to, I guess, being innovative and brand new, you can't say anything bad about the Utah Warriors jersey. I love the new look that they've gone in. The home kit is is nice and subtle, but that away kit and their alternates too, having that kind of different pattern on it, doesn't have the collar, but I, I can I can make amends with that because it is something unique, and I can appreciate a team that is trying to think outside the box and and really put something different on the pitch. What do you think, Fitzy? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I ranked the Utah Warriors. Their white away kit, I think that one oh, yeah. was stellar. I think the Houston Sabercats, that all yellow, and then with the tiger stripe up the side, that one's dope. And then I had the Free Jacks. Their white away kit mm-hmm. ranked really high. Those just looked really good. And 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 honestly, I really like – I think that the, the Ironworkers, when they have that the, the Ironworkers name across the chest, I think that looks cool with the Brooklyn Bridge. Not many people like that. But for me, I think that stood out. It makes a big difference with that iron workers on mm-hmm. there, right? Like, I like when we first saw the the kind of, I guess the the simulated like kind of graphic that they released, it was like, what is this? But uh, uh, seeing them actually in the jersey, it having the collar and then the iron workers on top, I agree with you, Fitzy. It it, it, it is it is growing on me. I and, and I've got three, obviously, yeah. I, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a, a homer for the Free Jacks, but I, I love their uniforms, <laughs> yeah, <or> whatever. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I was also just looking at. Um, San Diego Legion's photos from their media um, and reveal party, their camouflage uniform, that's, that's sharp. I love that the, the collar is not collars like the Free Jacks others, but it's got that little raise to it. It, it, it looks sharp. And got the, I love that Kings and Convicts in the front of it. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I love that. And my number one jersey, no one has seen it yet. It's Miami Sharks. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be Miami Vice colors. It's going to be (laughs) peach. It's going to be a little bit of the Atlanta team jersey color. It's going to have palm trees and maybe some like half naked women from the from West Beach or something like that. (laughs) Oh, dude. I cannot wait to get my hand on one of those. <laughs> all, all I'll say, all I'll say is that I've always been a huge, huge fan of a the Miami Vice type yeah. team, and if they embrace something like that, they can't go wrong. Dude, yeah, agreed. <laughs> there's gonna be there's gonna be like cigarette boats in the commercials. There's gonna be, you know, it's it's exactly. it's a, a no brainer. It's it's gonna and then you know drug runners. There's gonna be some scenes from Miami Vice in there. It's gonna be whatever. It's just I mean, it, that be maybe that be the mascot is a drug runner or something. I don't know, but yeah, uh, we know the MLR has to work on mascots anyway. So hey, they can't really go wrong. It, it will be some really stupid liquor name anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right, hey Matt Ryan, um, Fantasy Ruckers. Uh, love you guys appreciate you guys coming on the show and um, looking forward to kicking your asses in the league <laughs> <laughs> hey talking big right. man this, it's, it, it, all I'll say is to end the show is that for us is that uh, confidence at the beginning <laughs> of the season will always be the peak you just wait I'll ask you that same question again when we're like halfway through the season <laughs> yeah and I know that feeling all too well so uh, we know where I am <laughs> well well, I, if I, I will probably pick up one or two free jacks players so you might see video of me after a game like chewing one of them out
<laughs> you do not pass the ball five meters out. <laughs> and that's the that's the mindset that we are talking about is that you're going to start listening as a regular rugby fan. You'd be like, oh, you got to make the right rugby play, right? You got to move it to the open space. Um, as a fantasy guy, if you own anyone, you're like, don't pass that ball. You just got to throw it next time. All right, guys. Thanks a lot, everybody. Check out their podcast. Um, you know, if you're not playing in the league, which is fine, um, you're not as cool as us, obviously. But um, <laughs> but check it out; it's awesome. Uh, listen to their podcast, and it's not even if you're just not really into fantasy. There's some really good information about the players um, and, and their value in the league, and generally speaking, right? Uh, but yeah, we appreciate it, guys. Uh, good luck again this season. I mean it this time, uh, and we'll get you guys back on here maybe halfway through the season. We'll we'll talk about who's in the lead and who has the poop emoji at the time or something. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely appreciate the time, man. And yeah, I'll just finish off by saying that uh, we're still working to get everyone involved. So you may not be in a league now, but uh, hopefully sometime soon, anyone who's interested in fantasy uh, fantasy MLR will be able to take a crack at it in the, the very near future. Fitz, do you have anything to say to him? You know, uh, rub something in their face. I don't know. Yeah, um, I can't wait to, to for you guys to find out who I'm going to draft number one overall. <laughs> Billy Meeks. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, listening in. Thanks, thanks guys. for tuning in, everybody. We had Scott Lawrence earlier. Uh, podcast released tomorrow. Check it out. Share with friends. And uh, wait, uh, stand by for announcements for next week's show. Thanks again. Have a great night, everybody.